But what, where we're coming from is what if? <laughs> what if you could be the author of the, your future? Yeah, and I think, I think one of the things we really try to promote is prevention. And so we want to get ahead of the game. And prevention isn't um, as rigid. Like there's no, if I'm talking prevention, it could be pre- prevent for a couple of years. Could, it's not necessarily forever. And all we're trying to do is create a better outcome. But one thing that really doesn't change is people's health. And that's what I kept thinking. I'm like, you know, I might want to buy the boat. I might want to buy the cottage. I want to buy whatever I might want. But at the end of the day, everybody that I've ever come in contact with as we get older wants their health. They want to feel good. And so that's why it prompted me with this podcast because when I was listening to the TED radio hour they had all sorts of great stuff and they bounced around but it really wasn't focused on what we talk about as health and that to me is the greatest gift and to me we have to invest in the future and the reason we're having this podcast is if we know what's coming why aren't we investing in it because i think people don't believe what they do today is not going to really impact or make that much difference in the future Welcome back to another Rest, Eat, Move podcast. We got both of us in the studio today. This is Matt Johnson, and uh, my father, Chris, is next to me today. But before we get started, as always, any questions, reach out to us, info at ontargetliving.com. If you listen to the last three-part series, we got a lot of traction and questions around know your numbers and decoding your health. And we have some exciting news, a new product, a couple new products. We have our new kids daily omega this has been a uh, work in progress for the last year um kind of one of my little side projects as i was trying to get my kids to take cod liver oil, which they do um i thought if i had a different bottle a different name a different flavor how much more excited could they be and and my kids are excited i think your kids will be excited and we're joking there's a lot of adults that may want um the kids' version as well. It's it's very tasty. The same cod liver oil, just repurposed as Kids Daily Omega. And then we also came out with Alaskan cod liver oil gel capsules. This is for our followers that travel, don't want to take the oil. We still recommend taking the oil if you're home, uh, but just giving some more options. So welcome in. Today we're going to talk about the future. The title of this is going to be Back to the Future. I just got a little history lesson on the movie Back to the Future as I, I haven't fully watched it. I have the premise of it. But when we're talking about Back to the Future, we're going to talk about health and how we can control maybe our future more than some of us believe. And, you know, I think there's a lot of reasons we wanted to talk about this subject. Um, Dad, you were talking about how there was a book you read that was stating that human beings are the only animal that thinks about the future. That's pretty interesting. Well, I saw a stat that's kind of alarming that kind of thinks about the future and maybe how to work backwards, but 76% of people at the end of their life report that they regret not living their life, living someone else's life, not getting to themselves, not prioritizing themselves. So when you start with that stat, 76%, the majority of people regret not fully I would say, maximizing their life. Um, Today, we're going to talk about where you're at today and how you can maybe maximize the future by getting back to the future. So welcome to the podcast. What's your thoughts on the future? Well, as you mentioned, 
I was reading a book way back, and it was written by Daniel Gilbert in 2007. And the title of the book, if, if you guys haven't heard of it before, it's called Stumbling on Happiness. And it's all about the psychology of happiness. But really, the whole book is centered around if it's all based on the future. And so when people truly believe what they will do will give them a better outcome in the future, then that creates more happiness. When people don't believe or they don't have the hope, then that leads to other problems. So Rashawn and I were doing the three-part series on Know Your Numbers and Decoding Your Health, but I kept thinking about it. I was listening to a podcast by the uh, TED Hour, and which I really like. I like their podcast, but they were talking about the future you, and it just prompted me to think about, you know, when people want X, you know, I want to lose weight, or I want to get off of medication, or I want to have a better night of sleep, then what are they willing to do to get that? And so many times the temptations of being in the moment, the now, overrides really where they want to go. So I, to me, it's a fascinating thought process that, if I want this, and I really truly believe if I could do X to get there, th- most people will do it. But for something, I think a lot of things get in their way that they don't quite believe that if they really do this, they're going to get this outcome. And so that's why I kept calling it back so to the future. So when someone thinks about their future, obviously there's a lot of things that go into our, our vision of the future. It could be... Um, our surrounding environment. So it could be our parents, it could be our family members, it could be our community coworkers, a lot of different ways to pull us in a lot of different directions. So what you're saying, ultimately, if as humans, we think about the future, we have the gift of thinking about the future, your dog, your cat, these animals, they seem pretty content because they're not really thinking about the future. No, they're in the now. They're in the now. So that can be maybe uh, the other side of the knife is that we get so out of the present. But if I'm thinking about the future in a positive way, in a hopeful way, in, in a belief that I, what I'm doing is gonna lead to a better future that creates happiness. So in this book, were they talking about if it's the opposite, if I'm thinking about the future and it's bleak and I have no control, just on this hamster wheel, that creates unhappiness? Yeah, locus of control. They don't feel like they have control. It doesn't matter. They're doomed. It doesn't matter what they do. So in today's, instead of talking about all psychology, that's not the goal of this podcast, we're talking about maybe changing the outcomes from a health standpoint, but it begins with the belief that you can have a good health outcome. So let's let's give the analogy. Let's just say we, we've talked in the past about obesity, and if you come from an obese family, it leads to this much much obesity in the future. Let's just say you have bad family history of health. I would say that's the folks we're talking to today, probably the most, that need to rewire some of that thinking because they do have much more control than they think. They're the author of their future. So if you're writing a book, you're the author. And we now know in the Rust Eat Move book that we talk about epigenetics, which is above genetics so we all have genetics but if we truly believe that our behavior matters especially in the future then i think more and more people are willing to have a better future and again we're not saying we don't want in the moment we do 
But what you do in the moment, to me, that's really what you're. It's going to lead in the future. It's like anything. You got to plan for something. You got to visualize it. I think before we got on, you said the first start of the future is you got to visualize it. Got to visualize it. But back to epigenetics. Um, we've talked about this. I've never heard you say it this way. It's interesting. Epigenetics is on top of genetics. Above so, genetics. Ab- yep. Above genetics. So everyone talks about genetics, but now we know that above genetics is epigenetics, which is lifestyle, which then turn on or turn off genetics. Correct. So talk about that when we start really reframing ultimately uh, the future. Well, we get these calls. I had two calls today about cholesterol. That's cholesterol is out of, again, number one, most people don't understand cholesterol. So we did, Rashawn and I did the three part series about know your numbers, but yeah, we listen to that. Yeah. So, so whether I have a high blood pressure or people will always, you know, punt to it's genetics reality is no. Imagine if you could change your future, break the chain. I mean, your mother, you know, she comes from a family of cancer and like her mom and her, all of her sisters died before age 60. So if, she, if mom really believed it, that she was doomed, that would, be, that would be challenging. No locus of control. No locus of control. So again, back to, that's why we're having this <clears throat> podcast, that I really start talking to more people. You know, we've had a lot of groups coming in recently, and then I'm getting emails following up, and they say to me, do you truly believe what you discussed can really change my outcome or my future? And I'm like, of course. Well, and it's interesting. I, I have um, a couple clients that, you know, try to tell us what we shouldn't talk about because it's sensitive topics, whether it's mental health right now is very sensitive. Um, uh, it's, cancer is always very sensitive. But uh, what, where we're coming from is what if? <laughs> what if you could be the author of the, your future? And I think, I think one of the things we really try to promote is prevention. And so we want to get ahead of the game. And prevention isn't um, as rigid. Like there's no, if I'm talking prevention, it could be pre- prevent for a couple of years. Could, it's not necessarily forever. And all we're trying to do is create a better outcome. So again, when we think of, when I look at prevention, you know, like for example, let's just say, talk about colon cancer for just a second. It's prevalent in my family. My dad had colon cancer. My grandfather had colon cancer. I get a colonoscopy on a regular basis. But imagine if you there was things you could do to help prevent that versus when you get it, like anything else, it's a much tougher road. So really, that's what we're talking about more and more is like it's no different than f- saving for the future for financially. You got to start using compound interest and the little bitty steps you do all the time really adds up to a better future. For me, I want to have a great future so I can play with your kids and Kristen's kids and, and, and share information and content about. So again, now it's not just about me, it's about outside of me. And that's dri- That's another driver for your future. Like what's your why, what's your purpose? So I'm just seeing a lot of, and I'm hearing a lot lately that people, I want them to believe in their future, that they have, they are the author, they have control and that's, they don't have to do this alone. But that's where I really, truly believe that the human body is incredible if we put it in that right position. So we talked about visualization. You've talked about beliefs. Is there any, like, is there a three-part step here of visualize, believe, act? Like, is there anything that you have? Well, it's interesting. You know, we were watching the U.S. Open for Father's Day in golf. 
in um, the the winner. I'm drawing Wyndham Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark. It really is a great story because he almost got out of golf and he was very upset and frustrated and whatever. But what he kept coming back to is he believed he should be there. In fact, he believed that he sh- could win this thing. He believed he's best in the world. He believed he's best in the world. So this belief. I was watching the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. And when our Arnold was in Austria, you know, he really truly started believing. He saw Reg, Reg Park, you know, he's Hercules. And he saw that and he goes, I could be Hercules. I could be the best bodybuilder in the world. I could be, you know, in motion pictures. I could be this and that. But it all came down to the visualization about his future, that he can actually do this. Yeah, he, he painted his future, I, I saw, and he, he put up, you know, most teenage boys had girls on the wall and he had bodybuilders he had bodybuilders and his parents thought he was you know so the the point of this all is is like that when people can really see when they really believe they can have a better future then they start investing i think a little differently and really what we're talking about is their health all right so the way my brain works is i see a lot of people come to see us and i hear statements like man if i was young again I would do all these things differently. Or when I hit 40, you, you, you just ate, you just, you hit a wall. And there's just this, I would call it maybe negative reinforcement of aging and it's genetics and it's unavoidable. But yet if I could go back in time, I would do X, Y, and Z different. Being a baby boomer, your generation, a lot of people your age are, thinking what they should have done and maybe not even caring what they can do because it's maybe too late. What do you, what do you tell people that think that way or how do you break that type of thinking? Well, step number one there, you're creating that awareness. And so many times when I get people that I'm working with, you know, we talk about certain movements. Can they do this balance? Can they do this mobility? So now they create this awareness. And then from there, once you have the awareness, you're saying, okay, so what do you really want? And then now if you build, break it down into small steps and habits, now they start to believe that I can do this. And that's my goal when I'm working with people, whether it's a group or individual, I'm trying to create this belief that they can do it and they can have a better future. And now they get motivated to say, okay, if I knew this, I don't have to do everything, but if I knew a few steps along the way, then I could have a better future. I can feel better. I can move better. I sleep better. The list goes on. I can give more. You talked about that when you wrote capacity, like, you know, it's all that stuff. So that's really where, what I like to kind of get them to visualize in their mind, like what could their future look like? And if they start really believing it and then they start seeing some, some changes and transformation. I mean, I have a guy recently I'm working with, he's lost 55 pounds. And he's, lot, he's now as a type 2 diabetic, and I had to convince him that you don't have to be a type 2 diabetic. And now it's like he's not a type 2 diabetic anymore. He's lost 50-some pounds. His life's completely different. He now has more feeling in his feet. He can move better. He feels better. And now he's really thinking about where, that where does he's exciting. In your feet, where do you get that on your know your numbers? I don't, I don't see that one on know your numbers. It's interesting when you're just hearing you talk, a lot of those things are subjective, personal but you only know once you feel it. You know, one of my sayings is when you feel your best, you never want to let it go. It's really hard to communicate that. So if at 30 I could do X, but at 60 I can't do it anymore, 
well, 30 plus years, maybe you even forgot that you could do it. And so it's like, oh, this is normal. I think one of the things that drives you is you're so active. And if you didn't train or think about the future of being active, you would notice that your activity goes down and that would frustrate you and you'd make some change. When we're talking about the future, it could be 20, 30, 40, 50 years, 60 years from the point of listening to this podcast. That's hard, right? Because because it's not instant gratification. It's too far away. So let's talk about dopamine real quick because I really think one of the problems in our society right now of getting back to the future, of visualizing the future in a very positive way, is these carrots that are dangling around our face and our our fingers and our phones that sometimes get in the way of thinking about the future because I have so many distractions in the now. Well, again, this could be a multi-pronged conversation, but there's a couple of things that really hit me right there when you're saying that. So again, dopamine, you're talking about in the moment, you know, instant gratification, all that kind of stuff. But where I see more of the future when I'm talking to people is it's not in the moment. It's the hard stuff. It's when we had Joe DeSena on with Tough Mudders and Spartan Races. One of the things I loved what he said is that when you do things hard, it it, it, it makes you, it, it's all about the journey. It's the struggle. It's all that kind of stuff. And I think sometimes that creates happiness. You know, some of the greatest things we all have is like in the struggle, in the moment. You know, I was watching the Arnold documentary, which I mentioned and um, your mother and I were watching it, and she's like, you know, Arnold wants to be the best bodybuilder in the world, and he's got all this attention and whatever. But I think what what most people are missing sometimes, because, you know, you think, well, why in the heck did you compete in bodybuilding for 10 years? And and I didn't have the same motivation, obviously, as Arnold, and I wasn't at that any type of level of Arnold. But the point of it is, for me, it was different than Arnold. It was the, It was the struggle. It was the journey. That was the... That was the the, the, the the happiness that I could, I mean, like, okay, that's the struggle. That's what I went through. That was the gratification. It wasn't getting up on stage in a bikini. But, so I, but I, when you think back, wasn't it also your way to stay locked in for maybe the future, but in a more, more short time frame too? Yeah. You know, I look back and I looked at some of the stuff Arnold said. They had him on, you know, they had captured him on video and stuff that he said. I think he regretted what he said. Like he said, like his parents, he didn't have a good, you know, didn't even attend one of his parents' funerals and this and that. I think he regretted some of that stuff. And that's the thing about the future. We're always changing. What we think we want in the future might change. But one thing that really doesn't change is people's health. And that's what I kept thinking. I'm like, you know, I might want to buy the boat. I might want to buy the cottage. I want to buy whatever I might want. But at the end of the day, everybody that I've ever come in contact with as we get older wants their health. They want to feel good. And so that's why it prompted me with this podcast because when I was listening to the TED Radio Hour, they had all sorts of great stuff and they bounced around, but it really wasn't focused on what we talk about as health. And that to me is the greatest gift. And to me, we have to invest in the future. And the reason we're having this podcast is if we know what's coming, why aren't we investing in it? Because I think people don't believe what they do today is not going to really impact or make that much difference in the future. Yeah. So today isn't. I wouldn't say tactical. It's it's up in the clouds of saying, okay, we gotta we gotta rethink prevention. We gotta prioritize it. We gotta add some sex appeal to it. We gotta put some resources on it. Some marketing. Some glitz. Some glam. Because you said it, you said it right before we started. We haven't said it yet. But why do you go to college? 
and that's under attack a little bit right now with the the return on investment. But I I don't college wasn't very easy, long period of time. Then you think about uh, graduate school for you, or maybe PhD, or you know being becoming a doctor. A lot of time, and you're investing, and you're investing a lot of resources: your time, your energy, your finances. <laughs> Um, obviously maybe relationships. There's a lots of things you're, you're investing in, but why do you do that? I think it has to do with society. It becomes normal. It becomes the thing. And this isn't the part of this podcast where we say is college good or bad, but it's normal. You know, it's, it was, you were told me I need to go to college. My teacher told me I need to go to college. You got all these tests and things and say, this is the right journey. But we're to telling take. you go to college for one reason. What is that reason? To become more successful. To, to be, be, have a better future. Better future. You're investing in your future. So I think the challenge with health is there's so much noise. Good noise, bad noise. And then you have the noise from parents. And it's not very structured. It's, and so some parents or family members have this bad in, you know, kind of mindset around health. Wow, I, just, I have horrible health. Horrible genetics. I can't prevent it. It's, you know, I have no, no options. And that gets passed down. And then the other thing is, is the environment is so easy to become unhealthy. You know, it, food everywhere that's unhealthy. Uh, it's easy to not move our body. There's a lot of other things that are maybe seem, well, I should do that. Like if I go to a restaurant, you got a salad or a cheeseburger. <laughs> you know, we're wired to kind of Go for the cheeseburger. Right. So, again, back to the beginning, I was just on the phone call. You probably heard me, but it starts with thinking about your future. I don't bring in a cooler of food just because I want to. Because it's easy and fun? It's easy and fun. I'm investing in my future. I'm investing in the now, which is my energy right now, but I'm also investing in my future. And it's easy to get sideways in everything, and that's why we're talking more about this, that more and more people – I really want them to think about that they are the author of their future. And, 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 and yeah, something just popped into my mind because I'm a little more in tune to this. I know you're kind of in tune, but not really. But um, one of the, I would say, epidemic issues in younger generation, I'm talking between 15, 16, and 25, are these e-cigarettes, these, these vape uh, nicotine things. And you think about that. And you think about maybe when you were that age and everyone's smoking cigarettes. Now it's the e-cigarettes. And you think at that age, what's the problem with just doing it for a couple years? And then next thing you know, they're doing it for a decade. And then next thing you know, then the health issues show up. And then you say, wow, I wish I never did that. It's, it's this, it's, that's kind of the dreary doom and gloom. But we have to get ahead of this. And it begins... I think of many fronts, but it begins with yourself. And that's who we're talking to today is somebody that wants a, a better future and really start to paint that picture or rewrite that story. Any, well, any final thoughts for? Yeah, so a couple of things real quickly here. So we just went to a wedding in Portland, you know, up by Mount Hood. And you're right. There was a lot of young people, you know, vaping. I would say 80%. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, but again, it's in the most beautiful setting, most attractive people. Yeah. And young. So, so why am I vaping? Right. And all the stuff that comes with that. But, you know, it really gets back to 
you know, your present self and your future self. I think sometimes that's not going to bother me today. But you said it earlier. It's the habits you start to develop over time. The most, I would say the, the most uh, challenging decade is from people between age 30 and 40. That's when they really, it makes and breaks people. You're in that decade right now. You got kids, careers, whatever. Moving closer to 40, just turned 37. Yeah, so so again, it, it might not be a little bitty thing now. It's not a big deal because it's just one thing. That's not what we're after. But it's this stuff we start developing over time. I look back, you know, we have our 50th class reunion coming up in a couple of years. Jeez. And I, you look back and you're like, you know, I just was at a party last night and most of the folks in that party were my age or older. And you're just looking like, and even if you're there, you still can have a better future. Sure. So even if you're whatever age you're at, like I look at Grammy and, you know, your grandfather and they, do they have a healthy lifestyle early on? No, but at some point in time, something clicked that they wanted to change their future and they started eating better, moving more, you know, quit drinking alcohol, quit smoking cigarettes, the list goes on. So I think that's the goal today is, is really planning for your future and then really looking at, um, do you really want to be better? I mean, I look at myself sometimes and yeah, I don't, I, you know, I'm not as strong as I used to be. And I'm obviously not as fast. I can't hit the golf ball as far anymore, but you still feel good. You have the energy, that vitality. And I look at the long view as like, what do I really want? As I age, I want vibrant aging. And I think more and more people, they all, everybody wants health. There's nobody that I come in contact that doesn't want to feel good. But what do they need to do to invest in their future and be a little more intentional about that and really truly believing that the things they do today will matter tomorrow? Yeah, and, and I think there's a clarity to make. So we're talking about the future, but the future begins right now. You can't say that I wish I would have done this earlier or it's too late. It's You got to just say, I can control the now. But then you're really, really trying to do the harder stuff it's simple, but the harder stuff now so that you can have more success in a yeah, better and, and future. And, and again, if everybody had a photo of themselves when they're 30 and a photo when they're 80, and they really could change what they see, how yeah. they feel, how they move, and they and they knew, if, if I always say this, if, if, if you were here, you would have this or you could have this. Same person, same everything, but one is this lifestyle and one is this lifestyle. And if they really saw that, I think everybody would go, whoa, I'm really, I'd want to take this path. And I don't have to be perfect, but that's the path I want to pay, yes. take because I don't want that path. Right. All right. So as we wrap up, you know, I think the big takeaway for me, um, epigenetics is above genetics. We have control over our future, no matter what card we are dealt. Um, why do we go to college or why do we do some of these hard things? Because we're trying to invest in the future. And I think, you know, we started this about, you know, thinking about your future. But I think the the theme that I have coming out of this is you are the author of the, your future. And I think what we can do today, whether it's one small step or continuing to add small steps, will really be the, the solution or the outcome that we have in the future. So if you have any questions, email us at info at ontarioliving.com. Check out our new Kids Omega. Really excited about it. And until next time.